0: great to see old friends really is and uh, <laughs> it makes you realize how isn't it wonderful the grace of continuance you know that the grace that we begin with the grace of god but the grace of continuance i realize that um, so much some people are falling away they're not uh, just coming to the grace and the grace, the grace, the grace that enables them to continue. And I want to, to just bring a few scriptures together, which each of them, as I referred to earlier, uh, speaks where there are words, the last and the last days. <laughs> And you you may not have thought about them this way before, but just to put them together and encourage our hearts, really. And not say too much, but we'll begin. So I'll move around several scriptures together. And of course, the first one, uh, I, I don't know how well aware that you are, when the last days began. Um, because of course there, there is a beginning of last days. Have you considered time? Uh, much have you thought about the day we are in? Um, the day scripturally that's lasted up to now 2000 years, the day of grace. And prior to that, of course, there was a particular day the world was living in the nations and the Jews were living in a particular day, uh, a day where the Lord uh, appeared to them. You remember Abraham, Moses, David, the kingdom, and they were so blessed and wasted their day really they wasted their day and of course then in the fullness of time in the galatian letter it says god sent forth his son born of a woman and so the, he and i'll take you to this scripture in the book of the Revelation, when he came, he, he ushered in the last days. When Jesus came, now that might surprise you, but he ushered in the last days. And I'll show you that. You remember Revelation chapter 1. so we've been in the last days. Do you know what day is going to follow in the processes of time? When the last days end, when Jesus returns, the next day is what? And it's the day of judgment, accountability, so that it's the time jesus is the hinge of all things jesus is the heart of all things and when he came of course as i say the last days began so they've been going on for quite a period already 2000 years and you know during that time this period he the first thing he did and i'm in the book of the revelation the first thing he did was open the seals of history that book and uh, the second thing that he did and uh, not necessarily following the seals but when the seals were opened things were released keep that in mind the book was sealed and powers were released the power of his gospel um, the rider on the white horse and you can look at this in chapter six of the revelation and so on but he the lord jesus uh, began to open the seals and powers were released. And then you know how there came a time uh, you where you reached the
1: trumpets. And uh, he, he appears there as
0: the great priestly angel. You'll meet him in chapter eight, the great angel you'll meet him again in chapter 10 and he's in charge of things and the trumpets begin to blow and so things are not so much being released as warnings 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 are coming and uh, it's really serious and of course i myself feel that we are in those days where warnings are particularly coming. Jesus is, is in charge. He's the great angel. He commissions the church. This is the 10th chapter. Sorry, I'm saying so much in such a brief span, but I want to just put it out there for you to think. Then of course, what happens is that there is the release, of the, the vials of judgment they're full of judgment so we are to expect and recognize the law of accountability now i don't know whether you have thought much about the way that the lord jesus um spoke but keep in mind that he is He's the last and the first. So if I look at Revelation 1, just read this, um, that the Lord appears. And first of all, uh, the, uh, I'm the Lord. I'm the, says the Lord God. Verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega uh, who is and was and who is to come, the Almighty. And you go toward the end of the chapter, and here's the Lord Jesus giving his testimony. If you go through the book of the Revelation, you will discover that one of the greatest themes in that book is the testimony. The testimony of the Lord Jesus. You have the testimony. I have the testimony. Blessed are those. So when Jesus speaks <clears throat> and he says this, um, here's his testimony. So John f- sees this vision of the Lord Jesus. I fell at his feet, verse 17, as though dead and he laid his right hand upon me saying fear not
1: i am the first i am the last and i'm the living one i died and behold i am alive forevermore
0: and i have the keys of death and hades that's Jesus's testimony and remember that Jesus testimony revelation 19:10 I'll just quote it the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy and we just read what the testimony of Jesus is I'm the first I'm the last
1: I'm the living one, everything else is death. And I died. And behold, I'm alive forevermore.
0: And I have the keys. How many things are there? One, I'm the first and the last. Two,
1: I'm the living one. Three, I died, and behold, I
0: am alive forevermore.
1: 23. I,
0: I have the keys of death and Hades. Now write what you see, and what is, and what is to take place hereafter. And so Jesus says, the first thing he says, I'm the last. I, I was the first, you know. Adam wasn't the first. I was the first. In the heart of my father, I, I was the first. And when God created and we made Adam, Adam was made, in the image of the Son, who had not yet become flesh and had not dwelt, uh, come to earth historically,
1: oh, but in the mind
0: of God, in the mind of God, he had. It was all in the purposes of God. And Jesus says, I'm the last. So, <clears throat> hallelujah. You know, keep, keep this in mind, that he who is the last, when he came, the last days began. And, uh, you know, as I think about these things, I, I really enjoy just reading scriptures, like, for instance, Matthew 28. So turn to Matthew 28, and just, and you know this really well. Um, but here it is, Matthew 28, and here is the Lord Jesus on the mountain. And you're reading, <clears throat> the disciples are waiting, they've obeyed him he told them to go to the mountain and wait and verse 17 of chapter 28 of matthew and when they saw him
1: they worshiped him but some doubted and jesus came and said
0: to them all authority is given unto me in in heaven and in earth, all the authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Do you know one of the problems of the church? For the last 2000 years, there are many problems. It has underestimated the change that happened at Calvary. When Jesus died, that action in time, that action in time, where Jesus went to the cross, the sinless one, where he triumphed over all the powers of the wicked one. And not only that, do you know that the angels michael and the angels were doing something at that time when jesus suffered and jesus died and jesus said it's finished do you know what happened to satan the dragon in that day do you know what the scripture reveals and jesus says it very clearly ah uh, now shall the prince of this world
1: <clears throat> be cast out. Cast out. Cast out from where? And where did he
0: come to? And you get detail about this. But in that action at that time, the spotless lamb, a little lamb as though it had been slain. He defeated
1: and what you read in the book of Job, it's no longer true. In the book of Job, in the early pages, you
0: have an account of at least two occasions, satan having access to the holiest heaven to the third heaven the heaven of god the heaven uh, of the wondrous angels that had kept their first estate you have that third heaven and in the days of job he had access there he had access there. And he came and he accused the brethren. He accused the brother Job. You know, you're looking after and he's accusing God. And he's saying, Job loves you because you look after him. You take care of him. And God gives the wicked one permission to touch him. You know the story. That's no longer true now. You realize that one of the glorious works of Jesus, that as he hung on the tree, bore sin, paid the penalty, and uh, withstood every action of the devil and of demons to bring Jesus into unbelief. Jesus withstood it all and the enemy was cast out, has got no more right to that heaven of heavens, that third heaven. You know that there are three heavens, the one that we can see, the one that is the habitat as well above it, of spirits, of angelic spirits and so on. And oh dear, you know, not oh dear but oh glory there's the heaven of heavens and john went there actually in the book of the revelation and saw it you know the throne the wonder the glory the preciousness and uh, hallelujah he saw that the throne of God was there and he saw one sitting on the throne and he, he saw the Lamb in his ascending place to the place of glory in the fifth chapter. He saw all this and he saw that the Lamb reigns and all authority, so I'm back here, all authority in heaven and in earth is given unto me father he he'd earned it he qualified for it and in the process of that you know that pretender the the the, the dragon as he's revealed in chapter 12 you know of revelation was cast out the prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in me that's what jesus said and you may remember in john's gospel chapter 12 that we read of all these greeks coming we want to see jesus this is chapter 12 of john's gospel we want to see jesus that's what they came saying and this prompted jesus to say the hour is come verse 23 of john 12 the hour is come one that the Son of Man should be glorified. Is that what verse 23 of John 12 says? Yea, he says in verse 24, the corn of wheat's going to fall into the ground and die. A solitary corn of wheat, that which is the true bread of God, is going to fall into the ground and die he's going to be reaped he's going to be the, the very bread of god he who has always been the bread of god and he's going to fall into the ground and die it, if it dies it brings forth much fruit and so jesus speaks and says the hour has come I mean, all the connections in my mind, I don't know whether they're coming through to you, is time, hour, first, last, the end. These are the connections. The God working his purposes out as year succeeds to year, bringing with it change. And uh, all of it through the Lord Jesus Christ. And you go on down through this, chapter 12, so the, the hours come, the Son of Man's going to be glorified. Isn't that wonderful? The Son of Man's going to be glorified. Who, who was the Son of Man that God created in the
1: beautiful garden of paradise. You know, his name was Adam. And, uh,
0: oh dear, what happened to him and his wife? Then was the hour of Satan. Then was the hour when he gained victory over that son of man, Adam. All the, we read about it in the third of Genesis, and uh,
1: there he was. The Son of Man was shamed, utterly shamed, wrecked,
0: ruined, fallen, fallen, fallen. And we've all been suffering from that ever since. Ever since. Every man, every woman. And all, one of the signs, my brethren, of the nearness of uh, the day of judgment, one of the signs is that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ becomes rejected. Globally, America is rejecting
1: the grace. Canada is rejecting the grace. Russia
0: is rejecting the grace. The gospel grace. The gospel grace. Just like the Jew, you know, 2,000 years ago, when the Son of Man, the true son of man, the Lord Jesus Christ, he who came bringing grace upon grace upon grace, he who came and preached for three and a half years, and the religious leaders and the populace, the majority, turned on him and they rejected the grace.
1: and. 38 years later, their city was no more. Their
0: temple was torn down. Judgment had come. Bloody judgment. It was God judging those. There are other things that went on there too. Hallelujah you know that there was a remnant according to hope, a remnant according to faith, a remnant according to love. That remnant is called the church. And you know that they were rescued. They, they, they went away from Jerusalem. They recognized that the judgment, they believe what Jesus said, not one stone left upon another not one stone amen so the judgment came now extrapolate in your thinking to the way that the enemy was cast out because that's what it says here if you go down in john 12 god spoke father spoke from heaven you know this glorified son that they crucified he said uh, in answer to the lord jesus saying father verse 28 glorify thy name then came there a voice from heaven saying I have both glorified it and will glorify again. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said, it's thundering. Others said, an angel spake to him. Verse 30, Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. And this is your verse. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. If I be lifted up. Hallelujah. Did you realize that when you take the gospel, when you lift up Jesus, you, did you realize that uh, men and women are being drawn unto him, and if they reject the word that you have, if they continue to reject it, if they reject the grace that's coming to them, you know going to be judgment for them, judgment for them. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, this is, uh, I'm putting a lot of things together today, but, oh, Amen. the prince of this world was cast out 2,000 years ago. He's got no right here. He's got no right over you. He's got no right over your body. He has no right over your soul. He has no right over the church. Jesus did this 2,000 years ago, and thus the day of grace began. Thus the last days began he who is the last there is no one else to come no one else to come hallelujah when he ascended up on high my brethren you do know of course that according to the covenant agreement between him and his father he poured out the holy ghost Upon those who loved him, who believed in him, he poured out the Holy Ghost upon those hundred and twenty few and then three thousand the same day when they were baptized. You know how he poured out the spirit of enablement. You shall be enabled when the spirit comes upon you you shall have enablement to bear the testimony and you you remember very clearly i'm sure you do that jesus said this about the holy ghost he said to people when he was still on earth you can blaspheme the son yeah you can
1: blaspheme the father you can do that but you can't blaspheme the holy Ghost.
0: you see the father had done his glorious work through the old testament the son came and did his work in those years that he was upon the earth and having finished the work he ascended up on high and poured out the Spirit according to the divine promise and arrangement. And the Holy Ghost was poured out. And if people reject the Holy Ghost, say, oh, no, 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 we don't want the Holy Ghost. We don't want the Holy Spirit's promptings. We don't want to hear the word that comes by the Holy Ghost. They blaspheme the Holy Ghost. There's no one else left.
1: There's no fourth person of the Godhead to come. There's no other day
0: after the day of grace. There's no other day after the day of the Spirit. No other day. Time's going to be no more, as we know it. There'll be no other day, blaspheming the Holy Ghost.
1: Isn't it remarkable? Isn't it remarkable? And
0: we argue about blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Some people get anxious. Have I blasphemed the Holy Ghost? It's not a momentary act. It's an attitude of total resistance to the grace of God that is sustained and built up in a human heart that says no to God, no to Jesus, no to the reality of the Father. No, no, no. It is the building. It's not a momentary act or because uh, perhaps you've sinned against the lord and uh, done something and as though and the enemy i know it's one of his temptations he comes and says Oh, you blaspheme the holy ghost blasphemy against the holy ghost is the total rejection summed up in the rejection of those convincing convicting pleadings of god through the
1: gospel by the spirit no one else to come You know, it's, it's an amazing
0: thing, isn't it? All authority is given unto me. And if I, if I take you into the book of Hebrews a moment, that we might know quite clearly uh, that w- what we should really embrace uh, Hebrews 1, you know this scripture very well, but you may not have noticed that it refers to the last days. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners, spake in time past to the fathers by the prophets, as in these last days, spoken to us in his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things i know this is exceeding I, I am i taking notice of jesus the father hasn't got another word for me i realize that this is one of the things where people go astray where they're listening to a lot of prophetic ideas that come through and and so on but you know he's spoken his final word my word
1: to you is my son believe him receive him eat him drink him get off yourself Get off yourself. The enemy will drive you into yourself.
0: He will seek to, oh, he's come down here to this earth and he knows his time is short. He will, he will do all within his power. And you know, hallelujah, God said to us, Jesus is for you. Jesus is not only for you, but Jesus wants to be in you. Jesus above you, over all powers. Jesus underneath you. Everything. Do you know one of the problems of the church in the last couple of hundred years is that so many people preach believe and you'll go to heaven just believe in jesus that he took your sins you know and you'll go to heaven you'll go to heaven you'll go to heaven
1: you know it's not enough it's not enough it's not the true gospel not the
0: fullness, you know, it's him, <clears throat> it's his life, it's Jesus, it's, you know, I was talking, I took a, a lady, her name's Rosalia, I went, took her to the airport, an old friend, she used to interpret for me, in Italy, she's going back to her home place in Sicily, and, you know, she said a very interesting, It just sort of struck a chord in me. We had a good conversation driving up to the airport to drop her off and talking about brothers and sisters in Italy. And we'd just come back from there. And she knows some of the people and they remembered her. Uh, she's very elderly now, walks with a stick and coming to, anyway what happened in the conversation, we were talking about Mennonites. And I happened to meet a Mennonite uh, who has tried to start off a Mennonite community here, and she knows them well. And she said, ah, she said, when I first went to that Mennonite community, it's in the north of England. She said, this man, I won't mention his name, was just different. It, this man, this leader among them. And she arranged for me to meet up with him. And this is how she described him. He wasn't seeking to start a community. He wasn't trying to get people to believe Mennonite doctrine. He, I recognized he was a seeker after God. It showed. He was seeking Jesus. That's why we've always got on. And immediately I met up with him and his wife. I sensed the same thing. Just, you know, he's Jesus, Jesus, the son. He's spoken to us in the last days by his son. You might think this is overly simple, but I hope you don't think that but I realize that people have fascinations with doctrine. I realize that one of the terrible soul powers is the intellect. It's one of the powers of the soul. Philosophical, metaphysical, all sorts of things, <clears throat> And I know that religious minds, religious minds, and so churches sometimes are listening to what's coming out of a well taught mind.
1: That's all. That's where it's sourced. And that's why it doesn't satisfy. One of the psychic powers. The powerful
0: intellect that seeks to subjugate us to its way of looking at things. You're getting this big time. You realize the soul powers that are operating in the universities and colleges, these so-called professors, they're psychic. It's their soul power subjugating their young students to the nonsense of woke and the idiocy, the madness. And God has spoken to us in his son in the last days all the way through. My son, my son, my son, listen to him. It's the only way that you can become a true son true man true woman is through him see i realize the pursuit of success the pursuit of beauty the pursuit you know you think of the ladies you know the pursuit of the perfect figure the perfect hair do you know, the perfect, attractive personality, the pursuit, you know, the only way to any perfection at all is through the sun. And all of this is coming up into its incredible fruit, the awful fruit of the pursuit of dominance, the pursuit of control. The pursuit, you know, the pursuit of beauty, the pursuit of fame. Oh, and God has spoken to us in his son. He said, if you want to be a true man, a true woman, don't choose this and that and the under, or the all the gender idiocy that's going on. My, it's in my son. It's in my son. And you know, <clears throat> when I look on into this, I realize that this links in with the second epistle of Timothy. So if you go to that in the last days, you know this scripture, I'm sure. The third chapter, and it says this. Uh, if we just read, read, read and flow on, from verse 23 of chapter 2. So do away with the chapter division and see the kind of mind that Peter's, sorry, that Paul is writing to his young. Uh, and, you know, we could go a long way back, but um, foolish verse 23, verse 23 of chapter 2 of 2 Timothy foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. Think about that one a while, because you will meet people who live up in the realms of their intellect and mind, and they're not asking questions from a deeply uh, humble mind they're just and remember you get involved in this sort of discussion and they gender strife they encourage party spirit they breed it verse 24 the servant of the lord must not strive but be gentle
1: unto all men apt to teach patient in meekness
0: get the atmosphere of what he's talking about in meekness instructing those who oppose themselves if god peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth a soft answer turneth away wrath eh? and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. When you've got argumentative people they're very vulnerable to the devil. If you've got an argumentative attitude to you and you like to sort of when you know, argue about this and discuss that and live up there in the dimensions of your soul that is your mental intellectual dimension if you haven't got a meek and humble spirit you'll be very vulnerable to the snare of the devil and the snare of the devil is pride and he can take people captive at his will, and just flowing on into the first verse of chapter three, this know also that in the last days, there you are, perilous, times shall come.
1: For men shall be lovers
0: of their own selves. Wow. What a prophetic word that is. Lovers of their own selves in the last days. This is part of things of wickedness coming to fruitfulness.
1: I am the center of my world. I think of a certain prince and uh, his gold-digging wife you know, lovers of themselves. Almost every action that they perform, everything to do with media
0: and so on and so forth, lovers of themselves.
1: Isn't it remarkable? I think of that in contrast to a certain queen
0: recently passed away who gave herself as a young woman in 1952
1: to serve her people, not herself. You see, and then I think of politicians
0: in high places. Men should become lovers of themselves. And the result of that is covetousness and boasting and proud
1: and mm-hmm. blasphemous. And what kind of children will they breed?
0: Oh, I tell you, one of the things I've noticed through the years is that properly selfless parents, tend to be an example to their children to think of others to think of others to think of others to think of others so that their children you know become a little bit like them They're you not know, looking to be the center of everything i think of someone who i remember uh, it was a funeral, and uh, she wanted to sing a song of her own writing. If I'd have been in responsibility in that funeral, I would have said no to her. Because as soon, soon as she got onto the keyboard and began to sing, it was just
1: her show. Her show. That's all it was, you know, lovers
0: of their own selves, lovers of their own. And it, you can see what it all issues into in the third verse, that natural affections disappear without them. This is one of the terrible
1: fruits of pornography. Natural affection dies proper affection
0: I think of the wedding service I always use the old English wedding service where it says that uh, the natural affections being directed aright the natural affections that's within the context of marriage can you see what's happening with the jettisoning of marriage? There are reasons for that in our latter days. One of them is it takes courage to marry someone. You know, actually it doesn't take courage for a man to marry a man. Of course, it's not
1: really marriage anyway, because you're marrying yourself. You're marrying yourself. It doesn't take courage, not real courage uh, for a woman
0: to hitch up with a woman you're marrying yourself. But it takes courage for a man to make promises to a woman. It's an adventure in itself. She's different to him. She thinks differently to him. The man when a, for a woman to marry a man, you're not, not marrying yourself, my dear. You're, you're, you're marrying someone who's structured differently in certain elements. Generally speaking, in marriage, the wife spends the first 15 years trying to con, uh, form her husband to her will and then comes unstuck, it doesn't kind of work, which is one of the reasons many separations happen at that time. You know, marriage takes humility. Mar- marriage requires
1: uh, a teachableness. Hear him, hear her, listen. You know, she's different, he's different. And, of
0: course, the blessedness of real marriage, you know, where love abounds, is that the two really become one, not just in the marriage bed, but they become one soul in the right sense. They, they become one, one and one. And it's hallelujah. Some of you who are uh, unmarried and older in years, make sure you say this to some of the youngsters. You know, make sure that you point some of the youngs, the youngsters to the truth about marriage. For in these, you know, marriage, you can't marry someone and not truly
1: sacrifice. You yes, implicit in marriage, it, because here it says, "You see that uh, there." Oh dear!
0: When I think of without natural affection. Oh dear! I mentioned pornography and this drying up of things, and natural affection, drying up, replaced by mere sensual,
1: animal, physical aspects. Sex is not free. Sex
0: has a price to pay, you know. The freedom of the 60s, one of the most dreadful things that happened in the Western world in the 20th century was not the wars, they were terrible but it was the
1: availability of the pill, the availability of the pill,
0: so that you could have sex without consequences. Indulge your lower physical, it's all part of the deepening wickedness of the fall, that comes is coming to its fruitfulness you understand that the day of judgment that terminates the day of grace the
1: day of judgment does not come until the wickedness is full until man is fallen
0: fallen fallen in a men's gathering last night, I told, tried to say a little about what the
1: fall is. Man, you know, is a spirit. And when man fell, he fell into
0: the powers of his soul. And the more he lives from the powers of his soul, all oh, the soul is that place of personality, that place of uh, self. And the ma- more a man lives there, he lives in his own created world and falls further into the mere bodily. Bodily, bodily, physical, physical, physical. The physical becomes the dominant thing, the things of sense, the things you see, the things
1: you know this is the form. What a thing. What a thing this is. When you,
0: when you consider these things, and in the last days, this is what's going to be happening in our world
1: and the opposite to this of course is hallelujah the lord's people so different so very very different
0: so different i go on to another scripture now and i look in the book of james a moment and i t- i take you there into the fifth chapter of the book of james and here it is where it, it talks about something else that's going to happen in these in these days james chapter 5 verse 3 it says go to and verse 1 now ye rich men weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you you rich men. we could ask bb to give us a lecture on what she used to do at college you know lecturing those young students i used to enjoy my conversations with bb when she talked to me a bit about this rich man and that rich man and why they do this and why they do the other. And look at this. It's gonna come upon them, <clears throat> toward the end of verse three, you have eight treasure together for the last days. You have, they're coming to the day of their accountability there's a certain man and they think he's a great great philanthropist everyone know what a philanthropist is a great lover of um, being a blessing to mankind have you ever noticed how that certain i think he's the world's almost the world's richest man well known for doing this but have you noticed how that in his giving so bountifully through the decades, he's given to things that in the end he will reap benefit from <laughs> in the world. He's given to the pharmaceuticals. He's given to this. So he gets his reward and he is, of course, it's all under bettering the world and so on and so on. But they're heaping up treasure together for the last days. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is view kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them that have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. You've lived in pleasure. You know, these things are going on in front of our
1: very eyes mm-hmm. very eyes. I don't want to say too much about
0: this, but you do know that on in a d seventy those incredibly blessed those Jews who had beyond their number been endowed with brilliance of mind great ability those jews two groups of them were scattered in those days in ad 70 when jerusalem was torn down there was the bulk of them were scattered out into the world as merchants, using all of their brilliant powers, some for science, but most of them for the making of money. And they were scattered throughout the world. And in our day, if we could analyze it all, their influence on in the world mm-hmm. as those renegade Jews who were blessed with brilliance of mind. Oh, dear. And there was another group scattered who went forth in those days and they took the gospel of Jesus Christ. They took the life of God mm-hmm. and they went out into all the world and their powers, they used in a right way. Their soul was subjugated to Christ in their spirit. And they began to bring the life of God throughout the nations. Hallelujah. That's the church. And you've got these two things, these two great influences. The average Jew is... Antichrist,
1: Antichrist. Doesn't mean to say that there shouldn't be missions
0: to Jews and so on. Anti-Jesus, Antichrist, absolutely anti. Aren't these things serious, my brethren? Aren't they serious? And that's why, when I go on into the uh, first letter of Peter, and i I look there, and uh, you know it's I thank the Lord for this, and I'm sure you do, that in the first chapter, you know that we're redeemed and uh, it says so in verse 18, uh, but with the blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish. Hallelujah. And it says that uh, he was foreordained, verse 20, before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. I take this, manifest in the last times for you. I believe that just as I am with you till the end, he wants to manifest himself to you.
1: Manifest
0: in the last times, not just 2000 years ago, but he wants to shine. You know the word manifest. It has to do with shining out, shining out. That this is one of the tremendous legacies that the church should be enjoying, that you should be enjoying, where he's manifesting himself to your spirit in the midst of things, in, in the midst that he, to be manifest to you, that you should be experiencing that God raising him up. And, uh, you, know, you know, it's tremendous. I mean, I'm, I've been sort of, well, you know me, been around a few years, not exactly a novice. And, you know, he, he manifests himself to me. By his Spirit.
1: I'm not talking about seeing visions. Though no, I have seen some.
0: I'm not talking about angelic visitations, but I am saying to you that he comes to me. There are times when, by the Spirit, hallelujah, he, he draws near, especially warms, fills, blesses calms manifests himself he's alive i was dead it's part of his destiny. behold i'm alive forevermore i've got the keys he manifests himself to me i think of you know the incredible circumstances sometimes you know i was uh, just uh, preparing myself to come into this uh, zoom and I just wanted to mention, I just felt that I should mention, oh Lord, a little prayer. Keep us all on the road. We're traveling here. We're traveling there. We're on the road a lot. You know, we're in this situation and that situation. Just manifest yourself by protecting us from the malice of the enemy, you know. Just protect us, manifest yourself to us, keep us on the road, keep us in our driving, make us sensible in our driving if our faculties are failing a bit. Make us wise to know when to stop driving or, you know, this, that and the other. You know what I'm saying? He cares. He manifests himself to us. How many times have you, have you sensed that? I told the story the other day, I don't remember where it was, about how the Lord manifested himself to me in my deep heart, where I was due to go to Brazil and to be with... Uh, some missionaries right up in the amazon right up far up and the lord just gave me this check you know in my spirit that i shouldn't go we were due to be on a vessel up the amazon three days and uh, and i wrote to them they got the letter much later but They'd had the same check in their own heart. So the Lord had manifested himself to me in my heart manifested himself to them. And they said, they wrote to me six or eight weeks later, we got your letter. We felt the same check in our heart that we shouldn't go. And the vessel we were booked on sank with 300 lives lost that's the one we were on manifesting himself he cares for us and sometimes we do well to humbly acknowledge that and pray lord just continue to keep us just continue to keep us joshua was talking to us at the beginning about his wife falling and then testifying to the fact that somehow it had done him good, because he couldn't go here and there and everywhere in his ministry. And, you know, it's a wonderful thing, God manifesting himself through things. You know, I think of those of us who suffer with heartbreak in our families, you know, and you know, where loved ones are not walking with the Lord or where have made foolish, foolish decisions in the past. and We actually haven't been as wise as we should have been. And, and then the Lord just manifests, if we'll let him, if we'll let him, if we'll relinquish. I had a phone conversation or a video conversation with a brother in another country earlier today and uh, he was saying about a dear lady, we met her briefly. She used to come to conferences and something kind of froze in her heart and she wasn't around. And he said to me that there'd been a lot of bitterness. Her husband had left her, broken marriage, terrible sorrow, and she'd never really forgiven. And he told me that on Monday evening they decided to pray for her. She's near death. And they prayed for her that the Lord would grace her with forgiveness, forgiveness, and forgiveness before she went home to the Lord. And apparently, in a conversation the next day, she made confession and entered into a place of deep forgiveness. And apparently, Others testified her face changed, and four days later she was gone. God manifesting himself, Christ manifest, in the last days, in your last days. I don't know how many uh, last days I've got. You know, I hope I, I, you know, I hope to carry on, you know, but uh, oh man, you know, that he will manifest himself to me in in the last days. I believe it. I believe it's comfort comes. Will you open your heart to that? You see, if you look at the fifth verse, you know, of, the, of, of 1 Peter, chapter 1, it says we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The last time. Salvation, ready to be revealed. What's he going to reveal to you in the, in the coming five days, six days? What day are we? It's a Sunday, isn't it? You know, hallelujah. Salvation ready to be revealed you say well that's referring to to the end of time yes but it also has a secondary application to you in your la- latter days you you rejoice in this it says in verse six you greatly rejoice though now See, you're right in the thick of time, time, time. I'm so aware of, uh, you know, times and seasons. COVID was a season. I alluded to the fact that uh, it, uh, it, it, it did us good, my wife and I. And didn't get on a plane, I said, for 18 months or something or other, whatever it was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It opened up these Zoom meetings. It opened up fellowship. You know, God did things. You know, and the season of it. And you know, in heaviness, you know. I, I, I look at the scripture like this. I, I go into the first epistle of John, that little letter of John and see what he has to say in the second chapter. And I, I read some wonderful things there, you know. Uh, verse 18, second chapter.
1: Little children. It is the last time. Imagine John writing that. 2,000 years ago. It's the last time.
0: And as ye he have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many antichrists, whereby we know it is the last time. You know, you you do know that the word antichrist can also be translated, they're like Christ. They're kind of pseudo Christs. They promise a lot. You know, they will, you know, seem to be supermen. They they will seem to have becures. I mean, I take this, you know, oh dear, aren't we inundated on our computers with you know, you know, men? If you take this miracle. Um, daily pill you won't have any trouble you know with your waterworks and things like that and uh, you know <laughs> superman supermen super pills super this super that you know and then you get it governmentally don't you with your <laughs> you, you know the, the superman i think of justin trudeau Seems to think that he's six foot above all criticism and is the man who has the secret of the longevity of Canada. And some people actually believe him.
1: <laughs> Isn't that awful? You see, Superman,
0: the Lord help us to understand that they'll come, they'll come. And they'll even be in the church. I hope that you recognize the context of this is first of all in the church. They went out from us. They got fascinated by some idea. They had a charismatic ministry. They, uh, they were fascinating in this and that. And lo and behold, they went out from us. They, they were sectarian. They were cultish. They gathered... A, a, a group around them and they went out and they were not of us or if they'd been of us they would have continued with
1: us but they went out they went out amazing they went out
0: and it says but you and this is part of the life
1: in the last time you have an unction from the holy one be attentive be attentive to that deep inward witness that profound
0: unction that's one of the functions of the holy spirit the holy spirit will witness to the father witness to the son witness to the father's life and the son's life in others you know this is part of our legacy in the midst of the last time we are bountifully sustained god sustains us he gives us this spirit within be attentive the spirit who don't slumber or sleep you know, but goes on witnessing within tremendous things, tremendous things. When you read these, and uh, I, I'm going to draw to an end, I've got other verses that I could take you to, but... I draw to him with a couple of things. One of them is back in the first letter of Peter, chapter five. Uh, sorry, chapter four.
1: And it, it says this. Uh, verse seven. The end. Of all things. Is at hand. Mm. Be ye therefore sober, be ye therefore sober. Watch unto prayer. You know, there's a happy clappy thing
0: around in the churches today. I think this is one of the problems with the, the younger people today. It is a very great privilege to meet a young person who's more sober and watching unto prayer, alert to what's going on round about us in the world, not downcast by it, but recognizing, you know, we're breeding something success orientation in people's minds, career, money, you know, listen to the anointing
1: as to how to direct your children in career, in college, in, in these. Listen to the law. Don't
0: listen to culture. Culture yells at you. You must do this. You must do that. The end of all things is at hand. You and I need to listen to that unction that leads us, that directs us, that, you know, should we change schools? Should we do this, should we do the other? You know, we were in Italy, as some of you know, and you know, the family that we were staying with, the sons were brilliant soccer players and a contract to one of the Serie A teams. That's the big top league in, in Italy. And as they looked to the Lord about it, they just felt, no, the future's not in soccer. And they, they looked to the Lord. And the way things have worked out is that one of the sons... <laughs> Instead, found that these brilliance in soccer opened up the door for him to do a degree in a university in Kansas, total scholarship in every way, to, as a medical engineer. And they looked to the Lord, And he directed their hearts. It's a lovely thing. The the end of all things is at hand. And he says, be sober, watch
1: under prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity
0: among yourselves. Yet yeah, there you are.
1: In the last days, have more love, will you? Love one another. Love your children in
0: truth and honesty and faithfulness. Love the brethren. You might only have two or three. Love them.
1: Above all things, have white hot love among yourselves. The church is doing the opposite. It is, it is
0: pointing out sin. <laughs> you know, the, the critical faculties that are operating in churches, there are so many wounded people around, my brethren, have been wounded by heavy-handed leadership been wounded by insecure leaders, have been wounded by heavy ex, uh, accent on being correct in your doctrine, you know, so that people go into meetings with their critical faculties, watching for what is wrong, what is wrong, what is wrong, what is wrong. What is wrong. One of the great marks of the Holy Ghost moving in a heart, is that he brings you into loving the brethren. Loving. Uh, above everything. <clears throat> and that love <clears throat> shall not be gossipy love. It shall not be gossip, gossip, gossip. Oh, he did that. She did that. She did the other. It shall cover a multitude of sins. I realize that the coming of our Lord Jesus, the Son of the Father, is the utter manifestation of this.
1: Let's love them. Let's love them. Father to Son, Son to the Father. Let's love them. If we don't love them, there'll be no hope. There'll be no hope. Son, will you go down there and love them? Will you
0: love them in my name? Will you let them know I love them? <clears throat> Hallelujah, will you love them to Calvary? Will you love them so that all their sins is, is covered,
1: settled, finished?
0: Praise God. And these are the days in which we live, the days of love. Hallelujah. Use hospitality with one another without grudging. Give, give, give. Every, as every man has received the gift, so minister the same. You know, one to the other. There's <clears throat> one of the things that I, I realize
1: about the Lord's ways a, r- a river keeps flowing. The water that was there
0: a second ago is no longer gone. There, it's gone, it's flowed on. Replaced by more water. And then it's gone, and then it's replaced by more, because the river is sourced in God. And I realized that about... The life of the spirit, <clears throat> it really is a river. Out of your innermost parts will flow
1: rivers of living water. But you'll never know it unless you allow that gift, you know, that hospitality. Minister the gift. Minister, give. It shall be given unto
0: you. And this is the way you come into the last phrase of the tenth verse, the manifold grace of God. And all this in the context of the last time. I hope you'll notice it. All this in the context of the end of all things is at hand. These are the days we live in.
1: And all this, are we not rich? are we not rich
0: that's the truth of it and we'll close <clears throat> with words of jesus in matthew 24 and we'll we'll just close with reading
1: some of these and uh, matthew 24 And so I'm in, you know, verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass
0: away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the, the day that Noah entered into the ark and <coughs> knew not... Until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be.
1: Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? You know, just like that. They don't know. They just carry on. And we're alert, I hope. <clears throat> you know, when I <clears throat> when I think of these things,
0: I, I come to this verse, it says, and I'm
1: reading now from 2 Peter 3, and it says. <laughs> We'll just read it down. 2 Peter 3.
0: This is the second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by, by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Saviour, knowing this first, <clears throat> that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly
1: are ignorant of, that by the word of God the <coughs> heavens were of old
0: and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. <laughs> but the heavens and the earth, which are now
1: by the same word, are kept, they're kept in store, reserved unto fire. against the day of judgment and petition of ungodly men. Everything. His word is holding it back. Till the day of grace ends. We're in
0: the last days. His word has been holding it back. The fire back. <laughs> the judgment back. And the world is coming to its time. Oh, the global rejection of grace in Jesus Christ. And they're willingly ignorant. Willingly ignorant. Culpability.
1: The little prompt that comes in the inner man. God is
0: is. I watched a 10 minute clip of Jordan Peterson the other day and he was debating an atheist and he just with the logic that he employs was showing the untenability of her position. She's a professor
1: of <clears> something
0: <throat> or other. You know that her very life commands that there is meaning, there is purpose, there is accountability. He tied her up in knots. But willing ignorance is culpability
1: in God's sight. This they are willingly ignorant of.
0: Why do you I don't know whether you ever uh watched movies of Clint Eastwood and all the rest of it. Um, you know, these westerns and so on, mm-hmm. where Clint is that sort of is he good, is he bad, he's this and that and the other, but somehow he's always on the side of the weak and downpressed. And somehow he helps them a bit and then gets smashed up and you know, smashed to bits, poor fellow, and someone rescues him and he gets uh, gradually gets his strength back and then goes back into the fight and that's it. All the baddies get the chop and you sit there for an hour and a half and watch this all the way through till you see <laughs> the victory. <laughs> You know, the victory. What is it that moves us in that way? You see, that we go through that rigmarole, you know. For the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, verse 9, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance verse 10 but the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night i want to say something now you can register this one if you want to <clears throat> We in the world are
1: on the eve of something big. Something calamitous is going to happen in the world in the coming months. Just as that decade was ushered in
0: of the twenties with the COVID that's upset the world. We're on the edge of other
1: big things.
0: And something's coming. Something's coming.
1: The Lord is restoring,
0: sorry, restraining. The Lord is, is long-suffering toward us. But he came down to have a look at Sodom and Gomorrah. And he found there exactly what he didn't want to find. And he found men burning in their lust, and women burning in their lust. And so he gave appropriate judgment. For the day of grace it draws
1: toward its end. And the day of judgment comes. One day with the Lord is a thousand years. You know, here we are. Everything is kept by his
0: word to its appropriate place. So we live in these days, Christ, hallelujah.
1: You know, I have quite enough to continue and to glorify him in all this, quite enough. Hallelujah, hallelujah. One last thought, yeah, <laughs> it's a lovely one.
0: Do you know where I'm going? It's the best one to finish on, on about the last days. It's one of the first words that was spoken about the last days and it was quoted by an apostle who understood in, in Acts chapter 2. And the Lord said this through Peter when he was trying to describe what God had done. And it says this, <clears throat> verse 17, chapter 2, It shall come to pass in the last days, <clears throat> saith God, I will pour out of my spirit
1: upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. And your
0: young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah. Even unto the end, there, there will be places where he's pouring out his spirit. In the last days, and thus he has done for 2,000 years, and do you think he's going to stop now? In the last days, I'll pour out of my spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's join in prayer. Amen, Lord. In the last days, we feel them coming close. <laughs> but pour out, Lord. Pour out. Amen. I've gone on a long while. I hope it's been worthwhile mm. just to put all these scriptures together and say a lot of things mm. at times. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Father, we pray. Mm. We pray that this last verse will embrace it. Lord. It's a vast picture, Father, I know. It's a vast picture. Picture of evil coming to its dreadful height, fruitfulness. Picture of your long-suffering faithfulness, still blessing, still causing your word to go forth. Still present, Lord Jesus, with your people. I'm with you right up to the end hallelujah still pouring out your spirit so that young men and young women can enter in mm. to the real life of having your testimony tremendous lord lord god thank you for the reading of your scripture thank you for the concentrating of our minds upon truth mm. that doesn't fade away Thank you for your love for the world uh, and your long suffering and patience in the face of blatant rebellion uh, lived and uh, out again and again among nations and powers who choose to willingly remain ignorant burying their heads in a in the sand of their own self-importance oh lord hallelujah lord hallelujah we pray for your church we pray for all my brethren here today in malaysia in canada in the united states pray for them all oh father uh, I pray that you'll manifest in yourself, Lord Jesus, to them in these last days. That you'll pour out your spirit upon them in these last days. That you'll strengthen them in their circumstances in these last days. Whatever season they're in, Lord, we pray for
1: one another. Lord God,
0: so take us on manifest yourself Lord Jesus to us to everyone here to everyone I pray that this week they will have some serious heart impression where you're just manifesting your love to them your strength to them your encouragement to them your perseverance to them your patience to them Lord, your forgiving heart when they have been perhaps attacked or hurt. Oh, Jesus, fill our vision. Oh, Jesus, be the center, be the wind in our sails. We pray we would spread out our, the sails of our soul to you, even this morning and say, blow, Spirit blow, bear us along in the love of God in the midst of a wicked generation, among whom help us to shine as lights.
1: In Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen. Amen. Amen.